Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different styles, the different grape varieties, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode we look at Bordeaux, the classic historic region which is one of the most famous names in French wine and indeed in the world of wine in general. I'm going to give a brief overview of Bordeaux, not going into too much depth or detail about the region because that would be a very long uh, podcast episode, and we'll look at different aspects of Bordeaux in future episodes. But here we're going to give an overview of the history of Bordeaux and the climate, grape varieties and the different regions and the styles of wine produced in those regions. So Bordeaux's history goes back to the 1100s when Eleanor of Aquitaine married Henry II of England and that made Bordeaux a part of England. And it remained so until 1453, one of the last areas of France which um, became French and that the English lost. And so in that time, Bordeaux was basically England's vineyard. And so the aristocracy and the nobility of England drank the wines of Bordeaux. And that made Bordeaux a very prestigious region and also made the wines very expensive because they were drunk by the richest people in the country. And even when Bordeaux became part of France, that connection between Bordeaux and England remained. And so the English loved Bordeaux, and still do do today, and they gave the name of Claret to the wines of Bordeaux, which still sticks in there for some people, especially more old-fashioned drinkers. And so Bordeaux has always been expensive because it was drunk by the English aristocracy and nobility, and that has remained the case because in the 80s US drinkers uh, latched onto Bordeaux and kept prices high, and then in the 2000s the Chinese discovered wine and Bordeaux and again have kept the prices high. Bordeaux, though, is not always expensive. There is a lot of inexpensive, simple wine produced in Bordeaux, which does damage the reputation of the region. As drinkers get more savvy and price conscious, Bordeaux doesn't seem particularly competitive compared to, say, Australia or California. And so there's a great range of wines produced in Bordeaux in terms of style, in terms of quality, and in terms of price. So where is Bordeaux? So Bordeaux is southwest France and it's on the coast of the Atlantic Ocean. So the climate is moderate and maritime, and the maritime climate means that it rains all year round. There's about 900 millimetres of rain, which isn't necessarily a huge amount of rain, but it's consistent. And this can produce issues, the biggest one being rot. So if it rains and there's lots of humidity in the air, rot will appear in the grapes, which will of course ruin them. This can lead to vintage variation in terms of yields and quality. What also happens that in a wetter year it's cooler and getting the grapes fully ripe can be an issue. That also leads to vintage variation in terms of quality. And that is why there are different varieties planted in Bordeaux and why it's almost always a blend because these different varieties act as a backup. If one grape variety doesn't get ripe because of the condi- weather conditions, another one will and so you've always got grapes to pick and to make into wine. And that again means that the blends will be different from year to year because um, the grapes will be in a different condition. So what are the grape varieties of Bordeaux? The most planted, well, let's look at the black grape varieties first. The most planted is Merlot and that counts for about 62% of all plantings of black grapes in Bordeaux. So it's the most planted black grape in France and likewise in Bordeaux. A Merlot ripens a little bit earlier than Cabernet Sauvignon, which is the second most planted black grape variety in Bordeaux. And that early ripening is very advantageous. Growers like it because it get, means the harvest comes in early and there's no stress and they can sell their grapes uh, quickly and producers like it because it's more of a guarantee that it's going to get fully ripe even in the cooler, wetter years. 
Cabernet Sauvignon, however, ripens later than Merlot, usually a couple of weeks, but maybe even a little bit more. And that means getting Cabernet Sauvignon fully ripe is more difficult and more of an issue. And some years it can be very difficult. The best years, the Cabernet Sauvignon gets fully ripe, and those are the wines which will attract very high prices. So the aromas of Merlot will be plums, with Cabernet Sauvignon it's black currant. Merlot has softer, uh, lusher fruits and tannins. Cabernet Sauvignon is a bit harder, when its tannins a bit firmer and more gripping, which uh, potentially gives it greater aging ability. In those cooler years, Cabernet Sauvignon can have herbaceous green aromas, which when well balanced with the other aromas of the wine, can be quite attractive. But for drinkers used to California or Australian wines, it they don't like those green herbaceous aromas. They like richer, riper fruit aromas, which you will get in the warmer, better years in Bordeaux. The other black grape varieties planted in Bordeaux are Cabernet Franc, which is the most important of the other grape varieties, especially when it's blended with Merlot or Cabernet Sauvignon. And that's where Cabernet Franc is generally at its best in Bordeaux as a blending grape. It is the, one of the parent grapes of both Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon, and so it has um, similar affinities to those grape varieties. It can again be a little green and herbaceous in those cooler years, has more red fruits than Merlot or Cabernet Sauvignon do. And so that adds some more complexity, complementing and supplementing the Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. Then we have Petit Verdot, which is planted in quite small quantities. Petit Verdot produces really full-bodied, rich, tannic, deep-coloured wines. So we can certainly add some qualities to a blend, colour and tannin and weight. However, Petit Verdot, like Cabernet Sauvignon, is fairly late ripening, and so getting Petit Verdot fully ripe in Bordeaux can be quite tricky, and usually only happens in the best years, where you get that richness from Petit Verdot that you're looking for. However, in those best years, Cabernet Sauvignon gets fully ripe, so why add Petit Verdot to Cabernet Sauvignon that already has the tannin and the weight and the colour? So it's not used in that much uh, amounts. More common now in Bordeaux blends found elsewhere in the world, such as in California, Australia, South Africa, etc., etc., where it's not really necessary because, again, you're getting the Cabernet Sauvignon fully ripe, but it adds so much weight and colour and tannin to the wine, which um, is very attractive to drinkers of New World wine. And then finally we have Malbec, which is also planted in quite small quantities. That's been grown in Bordeaux since the 1700s and was quite common. But, but, but Malbec is susceptible to spring frost, and in 1956 the entire Malbec plantings were wiped out by spring frost, and all the plants died, and growers just simply decided not to bother replanting Malbec because it wasn't worth the hassle of risking the Malbec being ruined before the, harvest, before the vintage had even begun. And so there's a little bit more Malbec planted now, becoming more popular because of the popularity of um, Argentinian Malbec, but it's not planted that much because it's also a late ripening grape, and getting Malbec fully ripe can be an issue. So it's like a double risk of spring frost and under-ripeness. But it's used a little bit in blends by some producers. So let's go into the white grape varieties. The most planted now is Sauvignon Blanc. But back in the 1960s, the most planted grape variety of any colour in Bordeaux was Semillon. But a lot, quite a bit of it was ripped out and replaced with Cabernet Sauvignon. And plantings have been in decline ever since. Which is a great pity because Semillon is a really high quality grape variety. And the best white wines and sweet wines of Bordeaux are usually Semillon heavy. It has weight and body and structure, and it has waxy, oily aromas, slightly herbaceous. 
And then it's blended with Sauvignon Blanc, which adds acidity and freshness. So the two together really work very well, because Sauvignon Blanc also has those herbaceous aromas. Sauvignon Blanc now has been planted more and more because of the success of Loire Sauvignon Blanc, such as Sancerre, and of course of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc around the world. And so now a lot of the more simple, inexpensive Bordeaux white wines will be Sauvignon Blanc heavy, or even 100% Sauvignon Blanc. And then we have um, Muscadel, which is planted in small amounts uh, solely for sweet wine. And this is an aromatic grape, which just adds those perfumed aromas to a sweet wine. So now let's look at the different regions of Bordeaux. So Bordeaux is a appellation in itself that covers the whole winemaking region of Bordeaux. And that can be red, white or rosé. And then that's broken down into different um, subregions. So Bordeaux wines are usually simple, inexpensive. And then as we go through the regions, the quality gets higher and, and the wines are kind of more particular. Large region is Entre de Mer, which refers to the land which is between the two rivers which flow out of Bordeaux, the Dordogne and the Gironde. And this region actually is planted to both white and black grapes, uh, mainly Merlot for the black grapes, but those grapes will go simply go into the Bordeaux appellation. Entre de Mer is white only. It's usually Sauvignon Blanc heavy or even single varietal Sauvignon Blanc, no oak, and those green herbaceous aromas and refreshing acidity that we expect from Sauvignon Blanc and it will be inexpensive. And then we have a, a group of appellations called Côte de Bordeaux which are scattered around the region and this is a mid-ranking uh, tier. Um, so examples of Côte de Bordeaux are Bourg and Blaye for red wines or Cadillac for sweet wines and again as I said mid-ranking quality similar style that you'd expect Merlot heavy for for red wines, and then Sauvignon Blanc, Semillon heavy for the white wines. And then we go into the really famous high quality appellations, and everyone knows about left bank and right bank. So the left bank refers to the left bank of the, uh, the Garonne estuary, which is north of Bordeaux, and this is the Medoc region. And then again, this is broken down into the Haut Medoc and the Bas Medoc, and it's the Haut Medoc which is the most uh, famous and the most prestigious. And that's because of the four villages of saint Estephe, Poyac, Saint-Julien, and Margot, which produce some of those most famous and high-quality and expensive wines in the world. This is where Cabernet Sauvignon is king. So about 70% of plantings here are Cabernet Sauvignon, and that's because it's warmer here, and also the soils are gravel, and those gravel soils retain the heat and then reflect the heat back onto the vines and radiate heat, which helps the ripening. So Cabernet Sauvignon will get ripe here, but then Merlot and Cabernet Franc are always planted as backups, and they will be part of the blend. So it'll be very unusual to see more than 80% Cabernet Sauvignon in one of these wines. And this is where we have the classifications of Premier Cru going all the way down to Sankium Cru. So first growth, second growth, third growth, fourth growth, and fifth growth. In Bordeaux, Cru refers to a producer, whereas in Burgundy it refers to a vineyard. And this, these classifications were established in 1855, and they're based solely on price. The most expensive wines were ranked Premier Cru, the less expensive wines were fifth group, fifth growth or Sankium Cru, and these classifications still exist now. So just reaffirming or re-emphasizing that Bordeaux wines are often about price as much as anything. South of um, Bordeaux is Grave, and again Grave is referring to the gravel um, soils. And here a mixture of white and red wine is produced. White wine will be a bit more Semillon heavy, but Sauvignon Blanc will still be extremely important potentially a touch of oak, though not very much. Red wines will be Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot blends and could be 50-50. Uh, so the Cabernet Sauvignon will get ripe, but it's not quite the same quality as the Omedoc. 
and a little bit of oak, but not much will be used. And then within Grave you have Pesach Lyonyam, which is an extremely high quality village for both red and white wines. The white wines will probably be semion heavy, aged in oak, and made with malolactic fermentation, so really rich, creamy white wines, which are fantastic with their really weighty, rich food because of their quality, and they're very ageable, and they can be very expensive. And then, likewise with the red wines, there are only five Premier Cru chateau or producers on the left bank, and four of them are on Omedoc, and only one in Pesac Leonian. So Pesac Leonian is the only really, really high-quality Cabernet Sauvignon-based wine made in Bordeaux outside the Omedoc. And then also in Grave we have Sauterne. This is at the southern end of Grave, and this is besides two rivers, the Gironde and also the Saron, and that produces humid conditions which are ideal for um, noble rot or botrytis. So that fungus um, which attacks the grapes and creates a mould which um, drains the grapes of their water, really concentrating the sugars, um, ideal for the production of sweet wine because those concentrated sugars result in lots of residual sugar in the wine. And so Tern produces some of the most famous and expensive sweet wine in the world. Expensive because it's low production, because the grapes don't have much juice in them because the water's been drained out, so production is low. Uh, also, noble rot is quite erratic, so you're not quite sure how much you're going to get each year. It all depends on the conditions of that vintage. And also the wines are aged in oak, which also adds to the price, and also the style of the wine. So Tern will be quite spicy because of that oak. And then finally we have the right bank, which refers to the series of appellations on the right side of the Dordogne River. And the most famous of these are Saint-Emilion and Pomerol. And Merlot is the grape here. The, the soils are clay and limestone, and so uh, Cabernet Sauvignon really struggles to uh, ripen. So Merlot is the main grape blended with Cabernet Franc, which will ripen here. It doesn't mind conditions which are a bit cooler. And these wines will be softer, softer tannins, kind of really rich fruit, very attractive when young, with aging potential as well as the wines will be aged in oak. So the most famous village is Saint-Emilion and Pomerol, and they're also surrounded by um, less expensive, less prestigious regions which produce similar styles of wines such as Fronzac, Canon Fronzac, and also what are called the Saint-Emilion satellite appellations, because they have the name Saint-Emilion, but also the name of another village such as Montagne Saint-Emilion or Lusac Saint-Emilion. Always worth looking out for because they are pretty good value. So that's a brief overview of Bordeaux. In future episodes we will go into more detail about some of those because it's been quite rapid, but that just gives you an idea of what is going on in Bordeaux. So thank you for listening. I'm Matthew and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.